each one of you. Good to be back again. My time is short over there. I'll be here, hopefully a regular basis, as God leads us. As we settle, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for the offering. We thank you for the communion. And we just thank you for God's presence here. His anointing is here. Hallelujah. As we prepare our hearts for the message, just to remind you, today's or the month of October theme is heaven and hell. And today's message is separation from God, eternity. Separation from God, eternity. Father, we just thank you for your word. May you open our hearts that our ears will be in tune. May our mind be in one accord. May our heart be open to receive the word. May we not just drift left to right or whatever thoughts might come to our minds. But I pray, Father, that we will have the mind of Christ just for a short time to honor you of your word that was prepared for today. So I thank you, Lord. You'll have your way. More of you, less of me. May the Spirit of God reign in Jesus' name. Amen. Separation from God, eternity. Let's talk about heaven for a moment. That was the beginning of the message in the month of September. Heaven is a place where we have to understand that we will be forever be with our God. Now, we're talking about what? Hell. Full of darkness, fire, weeping, hearing teeth grinding, and separation from God forever. How can that be? Well, stay tuned. You will hear the truth of the word in regards to that. Amen. You need to think whether you believe it, whether it's real or not. Would you want to find out the hard way that you don't believe after you take your last breath? There is a simple solution to stay close to the message and you'll find out at the end of this message. Matthews 13, 42. 13, 42 says, no takers, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I'll give you an NLT version. And the angel will throw them into the fiery furnace. How many of you know what a furnace is? You don't see that too often here in the West Coast. In the East Coast, you'll see them. Where there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you have an idea what hell looks like? I gave you a little bit of a description already. Fire. You're not going to view the fire. You're going to be in the fire. 
Just like the rich man and Lazarus. God's warning the people. If Jesus talks about hell, it's really important to give heed and have attention to that. That is a real deal for all the Christians that's walking this walk. Would you want to go there? Any person in their right mind will say no. You guys agree? If you ask a child around age six and up, they know what's good and bad. Because the child said, "Uh uh-uh, don't touch that. If not, I'm going to spank you. See, the child knows already of good and bad. Why do I say that age? Because they understand good and bad to that point where a two-year-old don't know what good and bad is because they're still learning of that adolescent and becoming a young child developing. A simple question to that child six years and up after you describe heaven and hell, which one would they pick? Hands down, the answer would be yes, heaven. Would you guys agree with that? So if I gave you a description and you had no information about it and I gave you a description, would you pick heaven and hell? Most people say, no brainer, heaven. So that's something we have to understand that there is a place for us. Revelation 20, verse 12 through 15 will be a main context. Revelation 20, last chapter or last book of the Bible. Revelation 20, 15, uh, 12. Through 15. And I saw the dead and small and great stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book and according to their works. Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead were in it. And death and hell delivered up to death which were in them, and they would judge every man according to their works. Verse 14. And the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Listen, this is the second death. That's verse 15. And whoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of your word, Father. And you continue to guide us and strengthen us through your word. Let's go back to verse 12. And I saw the dead and small and great stand before God. And the books were heaven. If you are a high position in the federal government, whether you work for the state or city, whether you're a CEO of a company, Small and great, the most popular actor and actress. The most richest person in the world. Great, small, small and great, great nation, whatever the case may be. These books, plural, will be open. And another book will be open, which is the book of life, which is not plural. And Dead 
were judged and those things which were written in the book according to their works. That's for us too, guys. Let's go to verse 12 and kind of like open it up a little bit. Do some exhortation here. At the judgment, the book will be open and the book of life contains the name of those who have put their trust in Christ to save them. See, guys, we have to have trust in Christ to go through this journey, to endure, to handle hardship, for us to know that we're not alone. We have our family here. This family here is well-knitted. That means we're close. We bear one another's burden. We go through things together, growing pain, learning to love and exhort one another. We as believers must trust in Christ. If you trust in Christ, you can go to work, make sure that you're not going to get laid off. You're going to go to work and have a steady paycheck. You can go to work and get those sales. Whatever the case, continue your schooling, the work of the ministry. These books also contain records and deeds in every good and evil. You're going to have a thought. You're going to have things in your mind. You're going to do this. And guess what? The eyes of the Lord is everywhere. You cannot hide. Most Filipinos back in the Philippines, they say, Oh, secret. Oh, who are you dating these days? Secret. What kind of life do you have? Secret. Everything's secret. I don't know why they do that. The book contains all this good deeds and evil. Everyone's life will be reviewed and evaluated. You know, every time I look at that and I think about that, I said, Lord, all my downfalls and all my shortcomings, I'm talking about me personally. And I say, Lord, I pray that I will continue to do your works and get rid of those old baggages in my life that I carried in through my old self to the new creation of Christ in me. Hallelujah. No one is saved by deed. It's not by work, it's by grace. But these scenes, a clear evidence of a person actually a relationship with God. See, eventually when you start doing God's work and showing compassion, you're going to represent God. That Christ truly lives in you. Jesus will look at how we handle the gifts and opportunity and responsibility. Let me explain that to you. If you have gifts that the God is operating in you, guess what? You're responsible to make sure that you do not, I'll repeat, you do not misuse that. I'll give you an example. If you're falling in the gifts and then all of a sudden the gifts begin to flow in you, and then you say, well, if you give me a little blessing and some money, I will give you a word of revelation. Be careful. You're mishandling the responsibility of those gifts that Jesus has given. God's gracious gift of salvation. Are you taking advantage of that? Are you taking that to the point where, oh, God will forgive me if I sin and you decide to meditate on sin? Be careful. Don't play with God. But God will give you a simple solution. Come all the way to the light or come all the way to darkness. Amen? Amen. Come on now. Stay with me. God wants you to be faithful in obedience of your services. That means kingdom work. 
disciple of Christ, ambassador for God, continue to live the life for God. Because everything you do, it should be for the glory of God. Amen? If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Stay cold instead of lukewarm. Do you understand what I mean by lukewarm? You're holy one day and then all of a sudden you're living in sin the next. We call that double face, hypocrite of the word, pretending you're trying to be spiritual and you fool most people, but the people that can discern and walk in those gifts, you say, man, this guy's a double face. Come on. Each of us must serve Christ in the best way we know and live each day knowing the books will open one day. And you're going to say, well done, my faithful servant. After you're hearing that, do you, do you think that you would consider thinking twice of doing it? Consider your mindset where it's currently at. Is it in line with the word of God? Or do you need improvement to be in Christ-like? Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the deed which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. I want you to focus on judge every man according to their works. What, what did we do on earth? We're living now, right? We've been serving the Lord, right? Some have been serving the Lord for a year. Some have been serving the Lord for... 30 years. Here are some of the examples that I'm going to say. Don't take it personal. Don't crucify the messenger. But hear the context of the word. Here we go. What have you done on this earth? Oh, listen. If ain't got your attention in, you will. Here's some of the example. Ready? Did you share the gospel? Oh, no, I'm afraid they're going to reject me. How many times Jesus was rejected when he shared about heaven and hell? They say, blasphemy. I'm going to kill Jesus. That's what the Pharisees did. Here's the second one. Did you have compassion for others? Oh, no, I already made my first million. I'm good to go. They're going to have to fend for themselves. Where's the compassion? Oh, listen to this. And this was part of our family devotion this morning. Mood swing. Hmm. Let me elaborate on that. If your mood was tampered by somebody, your swing has changed of your mood. You went from happy to all of a sudden, now I'm mad at somebody. Oh, I don't feel like talking to nobody. Please don't touch me. I'll feel very agitated. Your mood swing. Is it more greater than Christ living in you? How fast can you put the mindset overcoming the mood swing by saying, Lord, take this yucky feeling from me. Let me have the joy and let me have the compassion and love so I can love all my brothers and sister in the Lord, especially those souls that are not saved. They really got on my nerves, Lord. Hallelujah. May that smooth swing chain for 
I can glorify your name. Unforgiveness. Have we done that on this earth? Uh Uh-oh. Check yourself before you fill in the blank. Unforgiveness. You know what unforgiveness means? That you have a little beef with somebody. Am I talking a little bit like street talk? Maybe a little bit for those who can understand that that's listening to me in the airwaves. Meaning that you have a problem with somebody. And they said, no, Lord, that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven because he stepped on my broken big toe. And then at the same time, he cut my heart twice with the dagger. Oh, Lord, I gave him a thousand dollars and they haven't paid me yet. And it's been 10 years later. You should have said, I forgave you a long time ago. Why are you keeping the grudge after 10 years? Some people remember that. Remember back in 1999? 1999? I don't even remember from yesterday what I ate. Well, in some cases. If it's good food, I'm going to remember that. Amen. So unforgiveness. Do you have that? Have you been doing that on this earth? You better check yourself before you blank yourself. How about this? Loving or the opposite of loving. I can't love because my mood swing has changed. Oh, I wish I can get this hormone under control. Oh, Lord. Come on now. Is that reality or not? Reality. That's reality. Am I being the opposite of loving? You will know if you're a disciple of Christ by showing your love. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. I got a whole list here. I need to get this out. Because if it doesn't hit you yet, it will. Living for the Lord, going to Bible study, going to service, and doing church outreach. Man, that's so boring. I want to go to Magic Mountain. I want to go to Knott's Berry Farm. I want to go to SeaWorld in Long Beach. Matter of fact, let's just go to San Diego SeaWorld. Matter of fact, let's just go up to Monterey and and just go to the big fair there. I want to enjoy life. Matter of fact, let's just head to Vegas. Listen, guys. If you want to go to this place, it's fine and dandy, but put God first. Are we listening? Did I lose you? Are you staying with me? Are you close to the message? Okay. Listen to this. Or you did nothing but live your only way of what you feel. I want to do whatever I feel like. Guys, it's not about satisfying your flesh. It's about fulfilling and satisfying the Spirit of God to fulfill God's plan. It's all about people coming to the kingdom of God. It's all about people reaching out to the poor, reaching out to the sick, reaching to those who are incarcerated, reaching for those people that need help. When you go on a vacation, there's nothing wrong with vacation. You need to rejuvenate yourself. I'm going to go on vacation when I come back. Hallelujah. When you work 12 to 14 hours a day, Monday through Sunday, well, sometimes Sunday, because I have to work and think about the job for Monday. 
And then Saturday, come on the job and work another 8 to 10 hours? Listen, guys, it will take a toll in your life. When life gets the best of you, it's up to you to live for Christ. Deny this body because the body wants to do all kinds of things. You guys agree with that? Come on. Verse 14. Listen to this. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. My Lord. If this doesn't wake you up, you better be careful. Because when you take your last breath, you better make sure you're in the faith. Well, I'm guaranteed I'm sealed. Okay. Then you are. Listen to this. Hell was cast into the lake of fire. That's the second death. If you never encounter death, have you never saw your close relative, your tita, your tatai, whoever, and died before you? My parents, Papa, died before me. And it wasn't a good thing. It took me a year to recover. But I recovered. You know why? Because I said, God, if you're going to heal me, heal me from this. Because he was close to me. And I loved him dearly. But sometimes when a loved one goes before you and it was unexpected, sometimes you might be trapped in that sorrow for years. And sometimes people will say, I haven't recovered. Well, how long has it been? Since 1990. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. God needs to set you free. Because if you don't, then how are you going to move on in life and be a representative for Christ? Human death is the first death. And then a second is the lake of fire. My Lord. Did you know Christians are going there? Uh Uh-oh. I might step on some of the toes. I might get some response on Facebook. Whatever the case. Twitter. Guess what? None of these things will inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5 talks about that. No idolatry. No homemongers. No evil, lying will inherit the kingdom of God. We're talking about believers. We're not talking about unbelievers because they're already lost. We're talking about the believer, how Paul, the apostle Paul had to touch the Corinthians, the Galatians. Because they weren't living for the Lord. They had the Christian walk label, but they weren't living for the Lord. And Paul had to make correction and rebuke them. Verse 15. The last one. And whoever was not found written in the book of life. Beware guys. Whoever's name was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The book of life is your name in the book. In the beginning of verse 12, it talks about books being open. And here's the scary part. All the Christian that's going out to all the ends of the world and they're proclaiming the gospel, they're healing the sick, they're visiting the dead or the people sick in the hospital and they're visiting the homeless, but they were in sin. And God said, depart from me because all your work was in vain. See, they won't make it. But I've been serving the Lord for a long time. don't matter. Being born again, you will know them by the fruit of the Spirit. In closing. Separation from God is a choice. Uh Uh-oh, listen to this. Separation from God is a choice. Did you make that choice? Are you living for yourself or for God? 
Do you want mercy from God? All you have to say is, Lord, I repent. Can you say, I repent? No, I got too much pride. I can't do it right now because I'm not in the mood. Okay, be careful. When I was in the medical field, I was equivalent to an LVN in the military. And I heard a story. One of the nurses said to me, a person was dying on a deathbed. Listen, dying on a deathbed and didn't know Christ. And first thing he said, he's grabbing onto the, the rail of the bed. He said, don't let them take me. I see the fire. I see torment. And he died with agony. And the person that knew Christ, my precious niece at 13, died of a rare bone disease. She recovered and then all of a sudden she got cancer and it spread to her whole body. At the age of 13, a beautiful niece of mine. Beautiful long hair and she had life before her. And she said, Uncle Nick, I accept Christ. I didn't know my brother was behind me. He said, that's beautiful, Nick. I said, that's the Lord. And the day she died, guess what she said? She slept into eternity with peace and calm and joy. That's the difference between not knowing God and knowing God. Knowing your Savior. For all the people in the airway, if you haven't heard this before and this is your first time, if you heard it before but you're not living right for the Lord, it's your time to turn your ways. All you got to do is repent and say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins I've done. I repent my sins daily. All you have to say is, I repent, Lord, and take me back to the cross and live for you. And let me overcome my weakness in all my ways by overcoming and resisting the enemy's temptation. Jesus is coming. You heard that for years. Is that correct? He is going to come. And the timing will be, listen, I'm going to give you a hint. It's biblical. The last gospel will be preached to the ends of the world. Listen to this. Matthew 24, 14. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Listen to this. Jesus said before the return that good news about the kingdom that message of salvation, the good news, will be preached throughout the world. This was the disciples' mission, and it's our mission for today, to reach the souls. Jesus talked about the end time and final judgment should show to followers the urgency of spreading the good news of salvation to everyone. I'll say this, and then we'll go into prayer. Jesus will wait to the last minute of your breath and say, Lord, I repent. I've been a wretch for years and I decide to just serve you in my last days. Where there's not much, even the last will be first and the first will be last. Basically meaning that you might have served the Lord from the beginning of your life until the last day of your breath. Because you finished the good fight of faith. 
and the person that wasn't deserving didn't go to church. He accepted Christ and he died the next day. There was a story about that when I hear that. And guess what happened to that person? I'm not worthy to be in heaven. But God is so gracious, so loving. He said, come in, enter into the pearly gates. See, guys, as simple as God is about love, all you got to do is repent. Hell is real. And that hell is just a temporary until the lake of fire, a judgment day will come. And all of us will be judged. All of us will have an evaluation of what we did on earth. Start practicing to do good over evil. Even for me, it's hard to refrain. But if you begin to control yourself and say, Lord, let you be Christ of my life, then Jesus can reign in your life. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that this will be an eye-opener for those that have been playing God and straddling the fence. I pray, Father, today will be the day of turning point because Jesus just wants you to repent. Even if it takes you for a lifetime, if it does, so be it, because God will wait for the last breath you take. And I pray, Father God, that everyone will have the heart to encourage one another and to endure with one another, to bear the burdens of others, because Christ wants you to understand to be with those that are in distress, because God can comfort them. They might not be there in terms of level maturity, but for us, we can be that bridge for them through Christ. And I pray, Father God, that you guide each and every one of us. If you're not born again today, you can have Christ. And your name could be written in the book. All you have to say, Lord, I repent, be Lord of my life, and continue to guide me to live holy as you are holy. I thank you for today's message. I thank you, Lord, that you do works in your people's lives. And may you continue to show them your ways. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, let's give the Lord a clap out for him. Because you know why? Listen, guys. This is something that we need to know. The theme is heaven and hell. If you don't know about hell, guess what? We don't want to find out the hard way. Especially your loved ones that are not saved. But if they're not saved, you want them to know about God. Amen. Amen. Amen.